0: You're listening to another episode on the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class, this podcast, and an exceptional life strategist, helping those men who know there's a lot more to life than just that daily grind. This episode, we recorded it last year in 2020, but I felt that the timing was not appropriate and now is the perfect time. Most of you, we've gotten a little bit of flavor into 2021, but maybe we're starting to fall short of our goals. So let this reinvigorate yourself, maybe get some tips and tricks for health so that you 2021 can become the healthier you stay tuned every day the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior which has driven a new standard for men to be successful how does one evolve so that they can win in today's world enter man of class a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets mindset and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs welcome and i hope you enjoy All right. Welcome back to another episode on the Man of Class podcast. We have a special guest today, Dania Douglas Hunt. She is a former Olympic athlete therapist. That's a mouthful and strength and conditioning coach turned entrepreneur and coach coaching in her own business for James Wedmore for Pure Life and for the Thrive Collection. Now, if that doesn't get you excited that this girl has an action packed quote exceptional life going on. I don't know what is. So welcome Danny to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And I apologize I jumped in there. I think there's a delay. So if it sounds like we're cutting each other off, just giving you guys a heads up. Um, it's not on purpose. Super rude. So no. (laughs) Yeah, we're just like, I want to talk. (laughs) No. Thanks for having me though. I'm super stoked to be here.
0: Yes. And so our paths kind of cross through mutual friends. And just like I've talked about before in this podcast that your, bet, your biggest asset is your, net, your network, who you know, and mm-hmm. who that maybe you know you need to talk to somebody in this space, but you don't quite really know who it is. And you reach out to your network and all of a sudden it's like, boom, 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 and you're connected. And so that's exactly how we met. And after we met, we had like the first time we talked, it was, I think it went on for like an hour and we were just riffing on so much stuff. We're in a kind of a similar type space and she has so much value to bring through her own life experience, as well as kind of how she's been helping her clients. And so when we think of this season of leadership and, you know, let's let's call a spade a spade, we're getting into the last six weeks of the year. So people are starting to think about, hey, I probably haven't exercised in 2020 because of this whole COVID thing. So maybe 2021, my number one goal is going to be losing the COVID weight. Uh, and so what yeah. perfect timing on how to lead yourself and lead yourself into 2021 with Getting those smart goals um, kind of established. So what do you totally say, Danny? Yeah. Are you ready to to jump right in?
1: i'm I'm excited, and I think the funny thing is you and I could talk about so many different things. I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes, whether it's like health, <laughs> performance, leadership, like, but you're right. It's so true about who you know and who you connect to. And once you start having those conversations, and you just bring in that connection and collaboration, like it, the world's your oyster and it just expands and explodes so fast. So I know I'm I'm like, how do we not talk for eight hours? Because our first conversation was just like going back and forth with <laughs> So I'm like, okay, we got to stay focused and give you guys really the most value in this next 45 minutes hour, however long it's going to be. But I'm
0: excited. Let's dive in and and so that's a quick plug too that none of this is scripted so it's not like we're going through and it's like well here are like the perfect little questions that we have to answer. it these are all just you know wherever the conversation takes us but we're trying to squeeze out as much value from from dania just that we that we can because she has so much so first question how did you get into this i mean i i don't even know actually if that's the right question or if it should be the olympic athlete therapist like i they Just start. I'll I'll put it out there, and you tell us. (laughs) You you tell us that journey.
1: Um, Okay, I'll keep it short. But um, I always just was surrounded by sport, and I loved sport. I loved being a part of a team. Uh, I loved the collaboration. I loved the competition. And so I always knew, back in the day, back in the day, um, that I would be involved (laughs) in sport in some capacity. I'm so old. I know. But um, really, I wanted to still be involved in that uh, in that um, sport environment. So I, I went and I studied athletic therapy. And then I got my dream job at the time, which was working with Olympic athletes, development athletes um, here in Canada. And it was like a hit jackpot. I was so like privileged and blessed to get in as early as I did. And I spent the last four years really immersing myself in that high-performance culture, learning from the best practitioners really being involved at sport at the highest level you can be minus pro right and so i loved it it was amazing you travel the world you work really hard hours you get to be around the best athletes in the world there's just something though that kept pulling me for more and so this is we can open a huge kind of worms here but um, it was just a natural transition for me to go from playing sport to working in sport but then when i was in it i was like there's something just pulling me to do more help more people in a bigger way and so then i pivoted from being an employee to an entrepreneur. And we can talk for hours on that because some people on the podcast might be like, oh, I just don't like my job or I love my job, but it's just not quite what I wanna do anymore. But anyways, I pivoted, pivoted to become an entrepreneur, learned about this online space, learned that you can work with people all over the world, which is phenomenal. And so, yeah, my journey was like high performance to entrepreneur to now working with high achievers all over the world online. Some are still athletes, some are more CEOs, entrepreneurs, some are people who want to pivot and just are scared to pivot and there's fear holding them back. But in a very short <laughs> nutshell, that's where I'm here today. I get to work for myself and I love the clients I get to work with, but it's not just now in Victoria or Canada. It's like worldwide, which is again, crazy to even think about.
0: It, it is I, the whole birthing of the internet. And when you just think of people, I, you know, for instance, somebody had given me a call from the UK earlier today and mm-hmm. I was just like, this is just like so mind boggling, right? Because growing up, you know, before this is, yeah, we're so old, it, you know, there was just landlines, right? And you only called people that were local and you didn't want to call long distance because it was a, you know, a bunch of fees. But go, other countries was like, okay, you know, you better have something really important to talk about because you're going to be paying those international fees. But today it's like yeah. you can just call, you know, I'm talking to people in Turkey, I'm talking to people in, you know, the UK, Australia. There was a guy that wants to get together. And, and collaborate on something in the UK. And it's like, Whoa, like, this is just so cool. This is just such a cool thing to have access to because instead of having just an access to one, you can have access to the whole globe. And then within the whole globe, now you can start niching down into like that specific thing that you want to get into. And so it sounds like for, as you're kind of going through your story that It's very dominated in sort of that high performance, sort of the red line, max, you know, horsepower, max performance kind of seems to be like your wheelhouse. Is that? Wait,
1: Eric, it totally like crashed and then cut off. So I didn't, I didn't hear anything you just said for like last two minutes. I've never had that happen. It literally just shut down, closed zoom, and then you pop back up and you're talking about horsepower.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I'll I'll ask my question. I'll edit that piece out. But the. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like when we talk about niching down, you niche down. The thing that you really focused on is performance. That whole, that whole like mm-hmm. red line, high octane, high horsepower. Just like how can you squeeze out another second in in the space, right? How do you get just that extra half pound strength? How do you you know endure just another you know half sec- second in order to win the race? And you talked a little bit about the competition. Did you have a lot of that growing up? Was that sort of like from family or was that something that kind of post family, really a new market for you?
1: Um, okay. So for me, I always, I always grew up around sport. Um, I played it my sister and my dad were also super athletic too. So it's always been around me and it's always been just kind of a big part of who I am. Like part of my identity would be an athlete or former athlete and, um, for me, how I narrowed down to performance. And this is why I love this question is everyone determines performance differently. So like, Mm -hmm. of course, if you're in the athletic world, performance means something very different than someone who's an entrepreneur or someone who's a mom or someone who's, um, you know, a construction worker. And so the reason I narrowed down to performance is there's so many key similarities, no matter if you're at that top Olympic level, or if you're just an average Joe, like going about their day. Uh, we all want to be able to perform our best and show up as our best selves, right? So I actually, I do still some like high level performance programming coaching for athletes, but it's now more around noticing that there's a gap in the industry, in actually any industry, whether it's fitness or entrepreneurship, and really understanding that the cornerstone to performing and showing up as your best is really understanding yourself and what you need and what works best for you. And identifying the holes in your buckets that are, Essentially holding you back or being inefficient, plugging those holes and moving forward so you can, you know, pour more water in as the metaphor goes. But for some people, it's not, it's not even like health and fitness. Some people, it's like mindset and it's fear. And so, so it's, it's, I love the niche performance because there's not one cookie cutter approach for each person. Every person's bucket has different holes in it and it's identifying the holes, the ones that are holding you back from showing up as your best self. So it's, it started off as sport. It started off as like, and it that's always my background strength conditioning, you know, get stronger, get faster, get more powerful, you know those sort of things for a sport, for a competition. but not everyone is competing in sport anymore. and so where's the performance metrics? what do we measure, what do we look at? Does it even matter? and it does, right? And but there's not a lot of people making that relationship between your performance and how you show up and your business and being a mom and being the best dad or construction worker you want to be. so that's how it's kind of swung I was like solely one, one avenue, sport only. And now it's kind of, Eric, how do you want to perform? How do you show up as your best self? Well, it's holding you back type stuff. And then we look and diving into that perspective, which I love.
0: And, I and, and you fun. bring, yeah. you know, so there's, there's a whole bunch of things that, that's going through my mind, but, but the thing that's coming up for me now is that's why when we look at industries and the whole coaching industry, mm-hmm. it didn't exist. I mean, it didn't mm-hmm. exist 10, 15 years. I mean, it was either, you were either Tony Robbins or who, you know, why would I pay you money, right? Yeah, and now totally. the whole game has shifted because more and more it, entry into coaching requires one limiting belief to be exploded. And that is that you can't go read a book and take exactly that cookie cutter approach, apply it to your life, and it will work just like magic. It does not totally. work that way. Once you, once you break out of that limiting belief and you realize I need somebody to help me with my blind spots, right? Somebody Mm -hmm. who has maybe achieved something that I want to go after, or maybe even like you had said, it started out with, with sports for you, but now you're shifting it. going in order to be the peak performance person, when it comes to the sports arena, I have to have a certain mindset. I have to have a coach, right? Uh, We, we take it from the sports world. You have to take a coach. And from there, then you can start to say, this is how I get faster. Here's how I get my free throws from a 70%, you know, going in the basket to a 90%, right? Yeah. How can I be like right on, but maybe but maybe I'm just too short. Kobe talked about it. And then he's like, next season, I got to power up my legs because I was right on point, but I was always falling like 12 inches from the basket. So I need that extra yeah. boost in order to get there. But that comes with self-awareness. And, and again, our network, getting people on your team. It's going to help you to get to there. So I love that. Not what there is no one solution for everybody, regardless of all the people out there that are saying, you know, I'll get you to be a millionaire tomorrow. Eh, I don't buy that. You (laughs) bought that line. I didn't (laughs) buy that line. (laughs) It's going to take a little bit more than just a little quick, quick turnkey solution there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I think the biggest thing I can bring, especially from the sport world is so I used to just work with like injuries and rehab and like, um, strength and conditioning it's, it was very physical performance. But when you're at the Olympic level, if you look at, sorry, if you look at, um, everyone at the Olympic level usually has the same access to resources, the same, you know, they put in the same amount of training hours, some more or less, but what it comes down to is how well can you perform under pressure and your mindset and managing like the expectations and noise and the pressure. Everyone else, like when you reach that level, you are all in peak physical condition. So then really, what's the separating factor of showing up for your best self? So there's that component in the sport world, which I find so fascinating. And then even taking a sidestep from there, if you look at like injuries or rehab, most people think an injury is the worst thing you have to deal with. I just dislocated my shoulder a couple weeks ago. It is not the worst thing you have to deal with. Because all you got to do is show up and do the form, like do the rehab. They show up, do the work. It's easy stuff. Training is easy stuff. What's the hard stuff is the mindset, the thoughts and the fears of like, Oh my gosh, like when am I going to be back? Or I'm not going to make the team or, you know, it's it literally like all of your thoughts and your mindset. So for me, when I stepped away from just the sports world to work more with high achieving entrepreneurs who care about their physical performance, the gap is the is the mindset. It's the thoughts controlling and the stories you have behind like where you're at in terms of other people or what, how you're showing up. And so with this gap, even though I'm not directly just in sports world anymore, there's still so many similarities between entrepreneur and athlete. And a lot of it, what holds people back is their fears, is their mindset. Like for me to do shoulder rehab, it's simple, just follow the steps step by step by step. But that's not the hard part. The hard part is managing my thoughts along that process, managing an athlete's mindset managing a high entrepreneur's mindset during a launch that's crashing or failing. Like it's actually not the how-to stuff that people need. It's the coaching on the blind spots. It's the management of mindset and thoughts and how you lead yourself. That's what really high performers know and understand that they need.
0: And it's, oh man, like it's, I got goosebumps when you're talking about that. I, I didn't think about it in that way. When we talk about, you know, getting to the Olympic level, right. Or, or pro level. Every, you're right. Everyone is making millions of dollars, so everyone can get all the best nutrition. Everyone can can get the the best, you know, basketball or the sneakers or the or the swagger or whatever that it is that needs to get into you know doing whatever sport that you're working on. So it's like there's a level yeah. playing field. Everyone, it's a high playing field, yeah. but everyone's on the, on the same playing field. And it's not until it's the cracking under pressure, you're you're under pressure. You're five points down and you just made the three pointer and got fouled and now you have to make these two shots in order to tie the game or you miss it and you're done the season's over right like all eyes are waiting you know whether it's in the room or on tv like all this pressure's on you and it's it's such a great metaphor because that's the same thing in take it in the business world all the ebs right everyone got there. So now everyone's making the same right around salary. So they all have the same amount of access to, you know, polishing their speech. They're all going to, to this, you know, work on their speech and their presentation skills and, and all this other stuff. So they're all getting all that, but do they have a coach that's, there saying, this is maybe where you want to tweak this. Maybe, you know, this is a blind spot. We can tweak this. What does that mean to you, right? If a vice president challenges you, what does that mean to you, right? Do you crack under pressure or do you say, no, 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 not not a problem. I'm going to get that answer and I'm going to get it solved, you know, in sooner than what you can imagine me to do it in, right? You show up with that confidence and that's the power, right? Then take it into the personal world as a mother or father. You got your kids screaming at you. You're at your wit's end because really you just want to yell and scream back at them because your patience is gone. Is that how you best want to show up? Is that what's, is that what you want to teach them? Is yelling and screaming gives more yelling and screaming? Or do you want to come from a place of calmness? It's super tough to do having Lily, I know, but you know, it's, it's, it's the how to isn't where people's gaps are. It's the coaching. It's the mindset. It's the, the little things, the slight tweaks and stuff. So I'm so glad you said that.
1: Yeah. And it's, I find too, like it's, and I know Eric, you talk about this a lot too. It's a self-awareness piece. Right, yeah. like, and this is what a coach does and helps you with. It's like they do find your blind spots, but they do they're I don't know about you, but my philosophy as a coach is i'm here to I'm here to help you become more self- aware and give you the tools so that when I'm not there, you can do things on your own, right? Exactly. You don't always need me to rely on to like do something or like I want to be able to help equip you with the right tools to problem solve, become self- aware. so that way it's like what's that quote? It's like catch a fish for a day. Feed him for a day. Teach him how to fish. Feed him for a lifetime. That's, mm-hmm. it. that was my philosophy in rehab when I worked with clients with injuries. I didn't want to see you. I want to teach you so you know you have to do this at home, not come see me five times for the rest of your life. Like that's not, it was never my philosophy. So I think the fun thing is, is taking what I've, my approach, even in, if it's rehab and strength conditioning with athletes and also in the entrepreneur world, it's very similar. Like you assess where are you at now? Where are your blind spots? Okay, cool. From that assessment. So an injury. What's the cause of your injury? Not just, you know, put some heat on and do some stretches. That's not going to fix the cause. Your, the stuff's going to come back. But let's assess and find the root cause of what's led to this injury, right? Same thing with how you're performing. Same thing with your mindset. What is holding you back? What's actually the root cause of how you're showing up or not showing up, right? And then from there, executing game plan and then teaching the tools on that game plan. So it's fun because even though it's more business coaching, physical performance coaching, it's, there's still similarities no matter what industry you go to. And the more self-aware you can become, the more understanding of, of who you are and what's holding you back in your blind spots and having a coach to help you navigate those and deal with those, but also give you the tools to work on yourself so they don't keep coming back. You just don't, don't keep falling in the same potholes. The more resilient and better you are, no matter what, being a mom, entrepreneur, business owners in the sports world, it's all the same. It's like managing, understanding self. So that's why I love. That's why I love, even if it's sport coaching or rehab or you know, physical performance or business, like the most of the conversations I have with in terms of business coaching comes back to the same thing. It's the same thing about self-awareness, mindset, recovery, taking care of yourself. And it's just like no matter what industry you're in, there's the same silver lining themes that you still need to understand how to address. So mm-hmm. like I just love, I love coaching.
0: And it and it almost I, I almost wonder if so there's the self-awareness piece. And something recently that I'm starting to find because being in the process of selling and buying a house, there's so much stuff that my wife and I were like, well, let's do this and it'll make it look even better for like when we show the house for to get buyers in and and buy quick. And after we do all this stuff, I'm like, my God, like, why didn't we do this stuff before? And so I almost wonder if it's not only self-awareness, but I almost wonder if there's, what is it that you're willing to tolerate in the moment? Mm, totally. And so, you know, from a sports standpoint, maybe, you know, you've, you, you've got weak ankles and instead of maybe taking the time to really strengthen those muscles, you're just putting a quick bandaid on them, like, oh, I'm just going to tape them and it's going to give me the support, but it's not going to be the thing. And then all of a sudden you break an ankle and now all yep. of a sudden you're like, oh crap, right now you're out for much longer. But it's totally. like, what is it that you're willing to tolerate? In that moment, how, is yeah. that something that you see, or or maybe some different rendition of oh, that?
1: Oh, totally. No, I, I. It's so true, and I, lo- I love, I love how we speak. Same, like you're relating it to the body. It's it's so true because most people. I think the biggest thing I find is most people wait until it's too late. Most people wait until they do break their ankle. Most people wait until they have a failed launch. Most people wait until it's like, and there's never too late. That's the fun thing. Like it's never too yes. late. You can always improve. Always change things. But as a coach, what you want to do is help prevent them from, you know, breaking that ankle if you can, you know, doing everything you can to to set yourself up for success in your business, in your launch, in your health. But I do find most people just, you know, just tolerate stuff and it just is a slow, you know, picks away at you slowly. What's the, the frog and boiling thing? You know, if you like, this sounds awful, but it's a story of like, you put a frog in water and you slowly just increase the temperature, right? And they'll never know it. Right. Yes. By the time they realize that they need to jump out, it's too late. They don't have energy versus if you put a frog in hot water, it jumps out right away. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing in business, same thing in health and performance. People wait, wait and wait and wait, and they waste so much time and so much energy and so much resources, like yes. reading the books, trying to do the quick fix thing. When it's like, if you just find a coach that has the skills that you want, the background that you want and expertise, mm-hmm. they can short like quicken that process so much faster for you. You don't have to just sit there and tolerate these aches and pains or, you know, dry months in your business. Like there's a way that can be done better, more efficient, perform your best, you know?
0: Oh, and it's, and it's so interesting too, because the I love what you said. There's never, the words too late never exist. It's never too late to go and do something different. To change your approach, yeah. to get the right people in, to strengthen a little bit better, to eat a little bit healthier, to gain more patience with your kids, to start that business after you maybe lost a job. Like, if you are, right, if you are going to wait until some diagnosis or something, right, that is your wake up call, mm-hmm. it's never too late to then take the next best stance, to make the next best decision. So I'm so happy that you said that because that's, (laughs) that's so true.
1: Yeah. And I, I see that actually day in and day out where it's like, let's say someone's on their health journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And okay. They're like, okay, I'm, these are my goals. These are my habits. I'm gonna work on whatever. And then the next day or the next, like five days down the road, they're like, they fall off the way again. They're like, Oh, that's Mm -hmm. it. See, I can't do it. It's like, hold on a second. Whoa. (laughs) Let's just adjust the game plan. Let's look more into this. And so I love when, whether people think of it as failure or like waiting too late, I the biggest thing I understand and really resonate with in life is like, we either get the lessons we need or the results we want. And so what most people mm, have happened is they deep. don't very, allow very themselves. Deep. Yeah. They just, they're like, oh, I give up or say I suck. So I can't do that. Or I can't pivot or I lost my job. And it's just like, they just sit in that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. Like you can, what are the lessons we can learn from this? Like the funny thing is with my shoulder, did it, could it be a lesson? I don't know but it forced me to slow down and like tune in and I had to rely on other people for help. So it made me look at things in a different way and perspective. Right. And then from there, I could change and choose what perspective I wanted to see it from and then make mm-hmm. decisions based on that where I find most people don't do is something happens to them or they're in a rut or they're stuck or they lost a job or it's like, oh, see, I can't do it. And then that's it. They just stop and give up when it doesn't have to be that way. You can always make a new choice, a new decision every moment of every day to get back to where you want to go in your vision. And I do find when people don't necessarily have the support, whether it's their network, their friends, a coach in their corner, it's a lot harder and takes a lot longer to do on your own. It's really hard to see different perspective. If you're not looking at, I don't have a good cup right now. This is my cup. (laughs) Like (laughs) this is a perspective shift. So if you look at my cup, you see this green thing, but I don't, right? And it's all about trying to understand how do I get you to see what's on my side of the cup? That might be different, like a ship, right? <laughs> I get mugs yeah. um, when I used to travel with to sport, I would always buy one to like, you know, have a memory instead of having mm-hmm. magnets. But it's all about that. It's all about shifting perspective. It's never, it, it's never done. It's never a failure. It's just about shifting perspective of where you're currently at. And a coach does help you do that you usually get a lot quicker and faster than you can do on your own.
0: So the good news is for everybody who's tuning in and listening that maybe had gained, you know, that extra 10, 15, 20, let's not say 30 (laughs) pounds during 2020 because of everything that's kind of been going on. It's never too late to flip that around. So 2021, Uh, and even in 2020, you got six weeks, there's a lot that can be done. So you don't have to wait for some permission, some big thing, thing, right? Some major deciding factor. You don't have to wait until the doctor says, Hey, you might uh, might want to maybe change your routine up a little bit. You don't have to wait for that. Yeah. Now is the best time in order to make those small decisions moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that tree quote. Best time I planted tree was 20 years ago. Best time is now, right? Like yep. you didn't plant the tree 20 years ago. Then the best time is right here right now. And this, exactly. Oh, okay. We got to go here for a sec. Mobility injuries, aches and pains in the body. Um, there are some people like we could do a fun squat test where it's like Eric, can you sit down on the ground and stand back up without your hands? Most people should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like you should be able to sit down on the ground, stand back up. And people will be like, oh, I can't even get down to the ground. There's thirty year olds and forty year olds sitting there, being like, I can't get up and down from the ground without using a chair, oh, wow. some help, or my hand on the ground. And yeah. it's like, okay, this is this is where it comes back to some of the performance coaching is there's certain basic things your body needs in order to perform its best. Whether you're an Olympic athlete or not, you you still have a body that still has to move and feel its best. And if you mm-hmm. can't do the most basic things now, fast forward that from 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road, you're only setting yourself up for failure, injury. And we just didn't say failure, but the failure would be like your body shutting down or getting injured and, and pulling you out of things you love to do. So yeah. when it comes to like, oh, it's too late to lose the weight or it's too late to gain the mobility or it's too late to learn the splits. Whatever your goal might be, it's never too late at all. Your body can adapt and it's just a matter of are you willing to actually start and stay with it consistently? And this is what I love. Like you can see someone older than you, busier than you, doing what you want to do. And like, I thought, I think I saw a 70-year-old the other day working out, lifting weights, doing the splits. I'm like, I can't do the splits. But nothing stopped her from just starting and moving on her journey, right? Yeah.
0: That, uh, it's, it's very, this was a mind shift for me because Mm. I grew up where the belief that as you get older, you start to lose things. I'm sure many people, you know, many, many people hear that experience that where it's like, well, you know, the aches and pains, well, you're getting up there in age. I mean, that's just part of, that's just part of the journey, bucko. You just better just buckle down. I never, I hated when somebody would tell me that. Like I would just boil inside. I'm like, no, this cannot be right at 30 years old. It cannot be that maybe I'm, you know, my feet hurt or this or whatever else that was going on. And it was funny because when we went to the chiropractor, we take Lily to a chiropractor just to start her off early again, coming out of the birthing canal. if, If anything got jostled, make sure she gets aligned again, you know, trying to set the body up for peak performance. And even as an 18 month old, and the doctor had said, cause I'm like, it just amazes me. She can do the same thing that you're talking about. She'll, you know, she'll squat on down, her butt will touch the floor and she'll just, she'll go up and down without missing a beat at all. And he mm-hmm. said, you see how flexible she is? And I said, yeah, I said, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And he said, you should be able to do that. And all of a sudden in that yeah. moment, I was like, oh my God, right. Cause I told him, I was like, but I thought, you know, as we got older, like we just fell apart, you know? And he's like, uh, you bought that line. I didn't buy that line. Again, there's yeah. people that are in their 70s and 80s that are more flexible than you, stronger than you, busier than you, and have a better resting heart rate than you do at your at your age. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that yeah. moment, I was like, like, oh my gosh, right? I've been buying all these yeah. lines, and it doesn't have to be that way. My gut was telling me it's not right, but my brain was like, I mean, everybody, everybody around me, aka your network, yeah. was saying, sorry, bucko, you hit 30. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's a Anything. downhill slide down there. Wait till you're 60 and, you can't, oh, and you can't, it takes you 30 minutes to get out of a chair. So that's since that's we have you though. on like, the call, er, yeah, sorry. I was going to say since you, <laughs> you, you got me excited when you were like, you know, there's certain like basic necessities, like in order to, you know, your body to hit peak performance. Mm-hmm. What are some of those?
1: Oh, those are great. And I will just re. I would say reinforce what you just said, you, this is a real simple, okay, this is how the body works in a very, very simplistic sense. You either use it or you lose it, right? So either you use your range of motion or you lose it over time. And it's not like you just do something, um, you stop doing it for one day and it's gone. We got to think about how many hours you do in a day, like sitting, and staying in one position or using one plane of motion, right? Your bodies are designed to move. And when you don't move them, it's almost like thinking of a car. If you let a car sit in a garage for 20 plus years, it's going to get rusty when you first start that car. It's going to not, you know, the oil's going to go through it. The gas, it's just clunky. It's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Versus when you take a car in to do regular checkups, get your tires rotated, put the oil in, put the gas in, you know, basic maintenance on your car helps it prolong its life. Same thing with the body. So, you're exactly right. Your little child squats down and stands back up. I love looking at kids because everyone was born to be able to do that and we still should be able to do that. Like right now, I'm sitting in a squat on my chair. <laughs> the reason we lose it is because we don't use it and we're not aware of it. And so, some basic things we can start doing is simply just try and move your body a little bit more. And this sounds so simple, but again, don't overcomplicate stuff. <laughs> like most high achieving entrepreneurs, they're smart. They are dealing with aches and pains. They do have a hard time getting off the ground. And the biggest thing I want to say is it doesn't matter if you're an Olympic athlete or not, you have a body and that body needs some basic maintenance in order to perform its best. Now, you might not need the same range of motion, flexibility, or mobility that someone like a gymnast does doing backflips and splits, right? But you do need some basic range of motion and mobility for everyday tasks, right? And if you're sitting here listening to podcast and you can't sit down on the ground and stand back up, that is a basic task. If you have trouble getting out of a chair, well, how many times do you go to the bathroom or sit in a chair, you know, to drive? There's basic things we want to be able to do and not feel limited or held back from or like just
0: not grinding right? Experience pain some of that stuff.
1: Yes. But the reason, a big reason, not the only, pain's a very big topic, but a big reason pain comes on is because one area of the body loses the range of motion it once had. And then another area has to work harder for that range of motion, right? So... There's different themes of the body. There's certain areas of the body that need to be more mobile, have more range of motion, and there's certain areas that are generally more stable. So real quick, your hips are designed to be quite mobile. How many people do you hear complain about tight hips?
0: Mine are not. Probably
1: most people, right? (laughs) So when the hips job's main thing is to be mobile, and it's not, the areas above and below have to work way harder. So your low back Mm -hmm. and your knees start hurting. Oh, most people have back pain. Again, it's normal. It's common, but doesn't mean it has to be the new normal. Just like when you hit 30 and you start having aches and pains. Oh yeah, you just have these aches and pains. It's downhill from here. No, that's a common thing people experience, but it's not actually normal. It's mm-hmm. normal because you're not doing anything to help you know, reinvigorate your body. So some basic things we go over is just learning how to figure out again, what works for you, finding the holes in your bucket. Mm-hmm. Some people have great mobility and don't need to work on this, but The biggest thing I would say for especially people who sit at a desk all the time is just to work on some basic mobility of your body. Find the areas that feel tight and work on those areas. That goes a long, long way in the grand scheme of things of longevity and vitality into your late years. And whether you're playing a sport or not, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have to rely on someone if I don't have to. And if Mm -hmm. you really want a, a really good wake up call, go visit your grandparents or go visit a care home. I don't want to be stuck in a chair if I don't have to be. And I know for a fact that if I take care of my body here and now and just do some basic things, like not hours, like 10 minutes here or there, that doing the work now is going to set myself up for success when I'm 70, 80, 90 years old. It's going to prevent or at least you know, be proactive and not having to rely on someone else. Whereas if I don't do anything now, then that's the sure picture I'm going to work towards because your body, you use it or you lose it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it works. So the basic yeah. thing just move a bit more. If you sit all day, every hour, stand up and just do something, just reset the body. And that will go a long, long way for your overall health, longevity.
0: And I've even noticed too, something that, um, I'm constantly testing and tweaking and experimenting. So if anybody ever is Mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, have you ever heard of, I probably have, I've probably done it. I've probably experimented (laughs) somewhere along the line or know somebody that has. But one of the things I've been experimenting with is sleep tracking. And there's an interesting trend yeah. that I have found in when I burn, you know, so I've got an Apple watch and so, you know, I, I have it set up. So when I close all three rings, I have found that I get a better night's rest. I get more REM sleep than if mm. I just sit and, and kind of, you know, even even if I'm moving a lot, but I'm not like, going is on many walks like even just like walking in the house or whatever like doesn't quite do it for me and so i've noticed that there's a threshold it's like when i really close all my rings and i do you know even if it's 20 or 30 minutes of just walking you know in a cul-de-sac or just walking around the house you know doing something that burns enough calories it actually helps on the back end with sleep so then you might be saying sure you know great correlation but fast forward right just what she said Fast forward 10, 20, 30 years. These little things done today are those trees that you're planting today. That in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you're going to have a forest that provides you tons of shade versus oh, maybe nice. saying, eh, That's too hard to now. I'll do it some point in the future. That future comes and yeah. you're still baking out in the sun in 100 degree heat. so it it doesn't have to be, you know, I guess my point is it doesn't have to be this, this great monumentous, you know, hit the gym for 30 hours and squat, you know, squat 400 some pounds. Like it doesn't have to be that. It just has to be some type of emotion, some type of a stretching, some type of just move every 15, 20 minutes just consistently um, to just kind of help out that body.
1: Totally. And man, again, you're opening up some some good rabbit holes we could go down. So I'll (laughs) I'll keep it short, but there's, I think the difference and I teach this in the the program is there's a difference between movement, exercise, and training. So movement Mm -hmm. is like your basic everyday stuff, right? So already for most people, we sit just way too much. Like I think they said sitting is a new smoking or something and sitting for long periods of time. Like your body remembers designed to move and not doesn't have to be an Olympic level athlete, but it's designed to move and not just sit still. That's important to get all your systems, like your lymph system, which is your mm-hmm. immune system, moving around. You know, When your muscles contract, when you move and do like whatever I'm doing, right? you're actually helping your blood return back to your heart. So you're helping your body just by doing some basic movements every day. The exercise piece is just for overall health. There's definitely some basic guidelines we want to follow. And so in terms of, I think, whether you're in Canada, the States, or wherever you're in the world, I think for... Um, I think it's 150 minutes of exercise accumulation over the week. That's the bare minimum to help show health benefits like stronger bones, mm-hmm. stronger hearts, stronger muscles. Right. And so again, kind of circling back to this cookie cutter thing, most people think they just have to do like an hour of high intensity here in this workout class and this spend hours doing all this work. And it's like, no, when you actually just understand where your blind spots are, right? And what you aren't maybe doing in your day that are just some basic fundamental things are gonna help your body move and perform its best. More importantly, not just today, but long term into your late years, you know, the longevity and vitality, if you could just understand where your main blind spots are and fix and address those, that goes a long way of how you perform and how you move and how you feel and you show up in your business with your relationships, you know, all those things are all playing together. But what most high-achieving entrepreneurs surprisingly still don't do a lot of is just take care of the most basic things. And so the the best thing about working with a coach or just getting someone to you trust is you don't have to spend hours doing all these things. You can just focus on the basic things. So for example, if you sit all day, great. I'm going to challenge you. Can you just get up every hour and just move for 5 minutes? Not crazy, but just start there. Start somewhere super simple and easy. You can start off with that so you can actually make a habit and then add the exercise piece in. Right? People who train, I'm biased, I think everyone should train, mm-hmm. um, but just even getting your bare minimum of exercise, that's going to do a lot for your body, your heart, your lungs, your bones, your muscles. Um, because another thing is your body is either b- building up or breaking down. It doesn't just stay in the same. So either helping your body move forward and get stronger, or over time, it's just slowly decaying and getting worse, right? And if you know these things, like your body's designed to move, and if you don't do something, I'm just slowly, de- you know, decreasing... Mm-hmm. great. There's are some simple things you can just start with to help with your body and especially the long-term picture of overall health into your late years. But most people don't even do those basic things first. Don't get me started on like sleep and water <laughs> and those things too, because there's some main things we want to take care of, main buckets we want to make sure are getting covered. Um, but just starting simple and easy, that's the biggest thing.
0: And, you know, and I was actually watching a video recently of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he, so he just had uh, heart surgery. I can't remember mm. what the specific thing was, but he had heart surgery. And I can't remember who went to go interview him or something. It was a Facebook video that came up, but they're like, Arnold, we want to see your fridge and we want to see your gym. And it was sort of like a, you know, try to <laughs> get it in the life, right? This, this iconic Titan of bodybuilding, you know, they wanted to see, you know, yeah. where he's at as old as he is and. He was in and, you know, he showed him the fridge or whatever, and, and they went and he was, he was working out and, uh, he was curling, I don't know, like 20, 20, some pounds or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't very strenuous. And they said, they're like, you know, how often do you, do you really, you know, dig, dig deep and lift very heavy strength training versus when do you do not? And he said, honestly, he said, you know, repetition, consistency. He's like, I do more. He, he called a Mickey Mouse workouts. He's like, I do more Mickey Mouse workouts now because the doctor said, Hey, don't go and bench presses. Don't go after those, you know, one rep, three rep type max that, that you can go do because your heart is trying to heal itself. So, yeah. you know, it, take it easy, you know, know where your body's yeah. limitations are. But he says, I still get a pump. I still get those types of feelings. Even if I'm just doing my Mickey Mouse workouts where I'm just taking 20 pounds, yep. you know, 15 pounds, whatever, and just doing those motions, you get the mobility, you get some type, you know. It, so it doesn't have to be that. And the second piece is when, you know, I talk to a lot of people and they're like, oh, I hate lifting. Well, then don't lift. Oh, I hate running. That's it. Don't run. That's it. Find my wife what works
1: for you. Hates exactly. Running.
0: And I'm like, that's okay. Yep. Like I love to run. Like, honey, you don't have to run with me right? If you want to do yep. yoga, you like to cycle, we'll get you a bike. You can cycle. Like that's, if that's what makes you happy, that's what you need to go do. I love running. Cause I've just, that's what I've done. Cross country track, like yep. just all of it hurdles, AKA why my hips are, are a little more tighter than they probably should. <laughs> but you know, uh, it,
1: it, it, I it's, it's yeah. just <laughs> yeah. go for like better mobility. If you've got yeah. hurdles in your background.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Who else lifts yeah. up their leg like that?
0: No. Yeah. My, my hips are, I've been spending a lot of time recently trying to get more mobility back just because they are, it feels like iron cables on on the side of my hips. They're just, they're just so tight. So, um, again, don't do something that you don't want to go do because here's a newsflash. You won't go do it. (laughs) Simple as that. No, That's
1: Eric. This is exactly it. And I find people just think there's one way of doing something. And it's, it's so surprising when like the first question I'll ask my client is, what do you want? Like, what do you actually enjoy doing? Because the, the, you actually sticking to it is more important consistently over time. So right. I'm not gonna lie. I don't enjoy running. I hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> However, I know it's important for me. So how else can I stimulate that cardiovascular system? Because I know it's important for a strong heart, strong lungs. I love lifting. That's my jam. I know mm-hmm. everyone doesn't like lifting. But there's, there's like an array of so many types of ways you can get in some movement and just take care of that body that it's fun and that works for you. But what most people think is they have to do this cookie cutter way. And then mm-hmm. it's like, no wonder they hate it. If you hate lifting and you're told to go in a gym, you're going to be miserable. There's so many other things you can do. So I love that you bring that up is, again, it goes back to the beginning we talked about cookie cutter format. What do you like? What's going to work for you? And then let's make a game plan so you can do it consistently over time. That's the name of the game. Whether it's, right. you know, better health, losing weight, putting on muscle, consistency and times your best friends, not, there's not the one magic trick of how to do it. There's an array of ways how to do it. So yeah. I love that yeah. you bring that up.
0: The game, right? The end game is health. Doesn't matter how you get there. You know, it, it can be from walking the mall. It could be running. It could be cycling. It could be hiking. It could be you know, yoga, the list goes on and on, you know, there's, there's people yeah. now on Instagram and TikTok that are doing dancing videos, which I, you oh. know, secret. I, that's one of the things I want to start doing. I just, I love, I always loved dancing. I was always that guy that would just dance with everybody's wives before I got married. And I was just, because I was, I always wanted to be on the dance floor, but, but that was that thing, right? People are doing that. And I'm like, they're, they're a doing what they love and they're probably They're burning calories. They're burning calories. Yep. They're getting the motion. They're getting the mobility, and they're having a heck of a time doing it. So again, yeah, the end game is health. How you do it is is totally up to you. It's a it don't don't go lift if you hate lifting. Don't go to a yoga class if you think it's boring. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah,
1: it's honestly it's it's a probably up there for one of the biggest mistakes I hear. I see people making is they're forcing themselves to do something that's cookie cutter and doesn't even work for them, like. Your body is different. Even though we have the same anatomy, I usually have Mr. Bones in the background. Is <laughs> we have the same anatomy, but even within that anatomy, we still have discrepancies. Some people have longer femurs, your mm-hmm. thigh bone. Some people have shorter femurs. Some people have deeper hip sockets. Some people, Like we all have the same blueprint, but how it moves and functions is different.
0: There's tolerance. Then you yeah. talk
1: about your, yeah. And then you look at your habits and your lifestyle. I don't have young kids. So it's a lot easier for me to get down on the ground and do something versus having a toddler come and scream and you know run on me. So most people don't think of considering <laughs> what they want, what they enjoy, but also what works more importantly for their body, their lifestyle, and their goals. And so mm-hmm. where people tend to fall off is they just find and do something that they hate doing. I enjoy running here once in a while, but that's not my go-to. Right. So if I'm, if someone was to tell me, Dania, in order to get to your goals or, you know, to be healthy, you have to run five times a week. I'd say, no, thanks. And I wouldn't do it. And <laughs> then you just start yeah, decaying exactly. and getting, you know, but, um, and that comes back to self-awareness piece, asking yourself better questions to make it work for you, your body, your lifestyle and your goals.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. How, um, how can people get in touch with you? Cause I, I know I, People, again, right, we're getting into the last six weeks of the year. So I know what's on everybody's mind is January 1 is coming, which, you know, everyone wants because they want to get out of 2020. However, that also brings around what are going to be people's resolutions. And I'm sure that brings about a lot Mm -hmm. of health and fitness and mobility. So people have probably done that sitting on the floor and can't get up. And they're like, oh, crap. (laughs) I need a call.
1: And that's great. It's a wake up call. And honestly, I think so. I do sometimes still program for people, but the biggest thing I help people do is understand like the questions we went over, where are your blind spots? What are the holes in your bucket? And how do we make a plan and game plan that you're going to stick to consistently over time? That's it. Mm -hmm. So I am on social media as there fusion. Um, and you can find or just search my name, Dania. Um, but yeah, the small group coaching program is designed to help you show up as your best self, perform your best self that works for your body, your lifestyle and your goals. Um, so that you can show up as your best in your business and your relationships. But that I think will open early January. So the wait list is up. I think I'll send you a link, Eric. Yeah. But, yeah um, I'll put it in the show yeah, notes man. for
0: everybody so that they can, they can join in. And I'm sure there's the added benefit. Again, a lot of people don't like to do things unless they have somebody there that they can trust or, or, you know, kind of have team that team camaraderie, which it sounds yeah. like you're going to have in this program. So anybody who is, is needing yeah. to level up on mobility, strength, around the health area. I, I urge you, I, I don't urge you. I beg you go do I'm this so that out. your 20, 30 year old, you know, future self is is going to be able to sit on the floor and stand back up and not just fall.
1: Right. Come on. Basic stuff. I'm right. excited though. I love this. I love this um, program because it addresses a gap that I find most people aren't talking about and it helps mm-hmm. you really find out how you want to performance show up and how you define performance. So, um, yeah. Eric, we got to talk about those hips though. Let's do that offline. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy with your hips. We got to, you don't, you just tight hips. Let's deal with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hips and feet. Those are, though, I know what my blind spots are. I just need to figure out how to overcome them.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I love it though. It sounds like you're very aware though and you understand what you need to work on. It's just a matter of is it the right stuff you're doing for yourself, right. for what you need. But um, I love it. Thanks for having me on. It was so fun chatting. I, we could chat on like one subject for hours. So if you guys have any questions, just reach out and ask anything in terms of what we talked about. But uh, yeah, thanks, Eric.
0: <laughs> I will. I will definitely include your your contact information in the show notes. And if anybody has a hard time reaching you, don't hesitate. Reach out to me, and I'll I'll make the connection. Um, Dania, thank you so much. I got so much from this. Just even like I'm gonna go back and rewatch us just because of some of the things that you said may have been things that we have heard holistically before, just even around like the six versus nine in the perspective. But even when you talk about a coffee cup and you're like, you can't see this, I'm trying to show you and tell you and paint the picture of what I see on my side of the coffee cup and not yours, right? That there's a lot mm-hmm. of golden nuggets in there. So make sure you go back and rewatch it and start to really, you know, figure out where some of those shortfalls are. If you want to do it mm-hmm. as a DIYer, you know, start asking some of the questions that we've been asking each other so that you can start to build up what that is. And if if you still can't get there, hire a coach, you know, it, yeah. there's more and more coaches every single day that are popping up, that are doing different, unique type of things, and, and they'll help you get to where you want to get to. And let's face it, you either spend the time and money now to work on the proactive type stuff, or you're going to spend that money in the future when you're maybe locked in a chair because you know things were missed or not you know you didn't have the attention so i, I always look at it as you're going to pay now you're going to pay later at the end of the day you know you're going to pay so why not yeah. do the proactive side and actually enjoy that life instead of being locked in in the future where maybe you would have should have could have done something differently so thank I, you again right i love that. Thank you again. And I'm sure we'll have you back on for another episode um, on the Man of Class podcast. Yeah, so, we, get, <laughs> we could do Thank jam you. For a while. Love
1: it. <laughs> I know it's dangerous. Dangerous. Okay. Bye, Eric. Yep. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Did you know that eight out of 10 men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled Coaching Secrets, how to break out of ordinary and live an exceptional life. I wanna show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be, so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself, but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it, it's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets, and you can start living that life right now.